Welcome to the I'm Still Learning Podcast. I'm your host, Randy Whitlow. I've been reading and studying the Bible my entire life, but I still have a lot of questions, and I'm still learning what it means. Each episode, we will take a look at what the Bible has to say and what it means to us today. Why do people love dogs so much? It's because it is assumed that our dogs love us. Dogs can be really aggravating, but we hang with them because we feel that they love us. Your dog doesn't care how rich, how good-looking, or how powerful you are. They just love you. Because you believe they love you, you will do insane things for them. Many times we make the mistake of thinking that if we want people to follow us, we have to have the best plan presented in the most current and flawless way. But the reality is that everything begins with the feeling of being loved and respected. In today's lesson, we see some of the results that love and respect have yielded for Paul. As I continue this study of the book of Philippians, I've titled this episode 24, Paul's Leadership Masterclass. Today our scripture reading begins at Philippians, the second chapter, the 19th verse, and continues to verse 30 at the end of the chapter. If the Lord Jesus is willing, I hope to send Timothy to you soon for a visit. Then he can cheer me up by telling me how you are getting along. I have no one else like Timothy who genuinely cares about your welfare. All the others care only for themselves and not for what matters to Jesus Christ. But you know how Timothy has proved himself. Like a son with his father, he has served with me in preaching the good news. I hope to send him to you just as soon as I find out what is going to happen to me here. And I have confidence from the Lord that I myself will come to see you soon. Meanwhile, I thought I should send Epaphroditus back to you. He is a true brother, co-worker, and fellow soldier, and he was your messenger to help me in my need. I am sending him because he has been longing to see you, and he was very distressed that you heard he was ill. And he certainly was ill. In fact, he almost died. But God had mercy on him, and also on me, so that I would not have one sorrow after another. So I am all the more anxious to send him back to you, for I know that you will be glad to see him, and then I will not be so worried about you. Welcome him in the Lord's love and with great joy, and give him honor that people like him deserve, for he risked his life for the work of Christ, and he was at the point of death while doing for me what you couldn't do from far away. It is at this time in his letter that Paul shifts gears a little. After his brief greeting at the beginning of this letter, he started in with some incredibly helpful teaching about motives in ministry, living worthy of the gospel, and being humble and grateful as we display God's message to all mankind. But here he gives updates about a couple of friends and how they are getting along. It looks like he's hit pause on teaching, but I think in reality, he is teaching us a really fundamental and important lesson in how to exert lasting influence on the folks around us. Paul gives an update on two men, Timothy and Epaphroditus. 
His relationship to these guys is different, but you can see the care and respect that he has for both. What he says about them and what he says to the Philippian believers is a masterclass for us who aspire to be leaders. Too often, leaders seek personal relationships with those they lead as secondary to clear vision, decisiveness, and empowerment. Relationships are relegated to soft skill status, and the thought is that if we can cast a clear and exciting vision, people will follow. And make no mistake, all of those leadership skills are important. If the leader isn't going anywhere, there is no reason for anyone to follow. But relationship building, in my estimation, is a crucial skill for any leader. There is an old saying that goes, People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And we underestimate the power of that saying at our own peril. Let's look at what Paul is saying and how it relates to us. In verse 19, Paul mentions sending Timothy to Philippi. Timothy was a ministry protege of Paul's. He had established a relationship of trust and honor with Timothy. Paul really wanted to see the people in Philippi that he cared for so deeply, but since it was impossible for Paul to leave prison to visit his fledgling churches, it was good that he could trust Timothy to represent him. Because of their close relationship, Paul didn't have to worry that Timothy would use this opportunity to misrepresent what Paul wanted to say and that the report that Timothy came back with would be accurate. Paul did Timothy a real favor by giving a strong recommendation of Timothy's love, character, and integrity. At this time, Timothy was a young man in a culture that valued age and experience. Paul could have given the impression that Timothy was just a message carrier, but instead he gives a glowing report of his respect for Timothy's ministry and essentially said that what Timothy had to say should be given equal weight with what Paul would say. This shows two things to me. First, Timothy, over time, had listened, he had learned, and he had put into practice the things that Paul had poured into him. He had developed trust by being trustworthy. Too often, the up-and-comers in our churches and workplaces want status and position without doing the work. They may use their close proximity to their mentors as a stepping stone to further their own resume. I love what Paul had to say about Timothy. He knew that it is very common for people to look out for and do things that make them look good instead of working to further the efforts of the organization they are working for. But Paul has not seen that in Timothy. He says that Timothy has proven himself and has served as a son with his father to do the work of the gospel. Paul could be confident in young Timothy and could send him out to carry out significant responsibilities for him. I have found that respect for leadership, love for the people being led, and integrity in respect to the relationship with those who are higher up are qualities that leaders are always excited to find in those who they may choose to mentor. Secondly, I see a secure leader in Paul. What he said about Timothy would not be said by an insecure leader. An insecure leader would be thinking that if I give this glowing recommendation about this young man, the folks in Philippi might think they don't need me anymore. 
There is nothing more frustrating to the people who are being led and nothing more dangerous for the life of the organization than to have an insecure leader at the helm. They make sure that all the credit goes to them and they are suspicious of those who show initiative or have ideas that are well received by others. I have worked for insecure managers and there is nothing more motivation killing than to have to constantly reassure them of their infinite value. So this relationship is so great. Paul and Timothy love and respect each other. Timothy is willing to give with integrity of all his youthful energy for the gospel. And Paul is willing to give all of his knowledge and experience and share his reputation and authority with Timothy. And the result was outstanding. The church was strengthened and grew. Much more was done than could have been accomplished by Paul had he just used Timothy as an errand boy. And Timothy could carry on after Paul was gone. That two-way honor is amazing. Paul showed his love for the Philippians and the gospel by sending Timothy to minister to them. The second man that Paul mentions is Epaphroditus. The Philippians showed their love for Paul by sending Epaphroditus to minister to him. In those days, when a person was in prison, it was up to family and friends to meet the needs of the prisoner. And this responsibility was not without risk. Someone who was taking care of someone in prison would be seen as being sympathetic to that prisoner's situation and might be viewed with suspicion as being in cahoots with the prisoner. But Epaphroditus traveled from Philippi to Rome at the behest of the church to bring Paul's supplies and to remain in Rome to take care of his needs. This took a physical toll on Epaphroditus, and he became sick nearly to the point of death. Paul was very happy to report that Epaphroditus had recovered and would soon return home. This relationship shows me a really healthy relationship between Paul and the church. Paul had poured his life into them, not just knowledge and theology, but also love and respect. What I see here is that Paul didn't just see the people of the church as just numbers on an attendance board who were supposed to follow his orders, but he saw people that the Lord had entrusted into his care as their pastor. And the church saw Paul as more than someone who they hired who was supposed to cater to their desires. They felt a responsibility to care for him even when he was far away in a tough situation. Now, we have all heard the stories of church leaders who thought that the church was there to serve them and to make them look awesome and that they would leave as soon as they found something bigger or better paying or when the going got tough. And there are just as many stories of churches who bring a pastor and family in and force them to carry out their expectations and then cut them loose the first time they fail to achieve those expectations. But it shouldn't be that way. I can find no record of Paul demanding that they send someone to take care of him, so I can only assume that sending Epaphroditus was the church's idea. It is clear that they loved and respected Paul enough to send someone on an exhausting and potentially deadly mission to give him aid. 
People will respect a leader with extraordinary skill or authority, but they will not love a leader unless they feel that the leader genuinely loves them. And it is evident throughout this letter that Paul loves them immensely. That is something that is easy for a leader to forget in all of the vision casting, mission statements, outreach events, and facility planning. Imagine if Paul had been an unsympathetic or unloving leader who, after leaving, found himself in prison. Would that church have taken it on themselves to send someone like Epaphroditus? I don't think so. People who know that they are loved will overlook things not being perfect. They will have patience when things are tough. But it begins with love. We love Christ because we know that He loved us first. So we should all begin any position of leadership or influence with love for others. If we want to have love and respect from those we lead, we have to lead with love and respect. There's no way around it. It's a two-way street. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the I'm Still Learning podcast. If you're enjoying this podcast, please tell your friends. Also, if you'd like to make a comment or have a question, you can contact me on Instagram or Facebook under my channels, which are called Randy Whitlow. There will be a new episode up next week. And until then, I'm Randy Whitlow, and I'm still learning.